0: Live from the Finley Toyota ESPN Las Vegas Studios. This is the Press Box. With Grady and Bischoff. Had a bit of a pause there. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs>
1: Hit the post in the best of ways. Yep. You so? Maybe. <laughs> as long as somebody's going for the rebound. cleaning it up? I- I'm glad he was able to get that started because... Oh,
0: there's one Damn more. It. There was one more. <laughs> there <was> one more. <laughs> it was a long pause. We it was an F3 coming in at the last minute yeah. right
1: there. No, but he was... Um, he was struggling a little bit last night, so I'm glad towards the end of the game that he was able to make such a such a big contribution to a great win for your Golden Knights last night.
0: Yeah, well. They won the game. Okay, what's
2: <laughs> yeah, the least excited you could be about Come that? On, I'm not, supposed, I'm not supposed to be excited. I'm supposed to be completely neutral on these guys.
1: Division Come rival. On. Journalistic neutral
2: neutrality. Oh God, that's on.
0: what they
1: go at SDSU, huh? <laughs> that's what they did. Hey, yeah, dark right. That's, that's what we right. Do at SDSU. You got A stamp of yes. approval on that you're diploma, darned, don't ya? Yeah, you, I know it. I knew SDSU. it. Live it.
0: Tyler and I were leaving yesterday, and it was there was snow all over my jacket.
1: Here? Yeah. Really? Yeah. How inconvenient! First of all.
2: It's very inconvenient. This guy over here wants the snow to stick. Yes, he I, I'm here for it. Why not? He wants for to shovel his driveway or something. It's going like. to take well,
1: a yes. lot of snow that's, and that's, a lot of cooling take of, a of the lot ground. To stick. I just
0: want some to stick. We've had that in the past when our kids were little, in the backyard where it stuck on the trees and stuff. That was very cool. They went out and tried to do snow angels. That's very cool. I don't want to. I don't want
2: to do. Thanks a drivers. lot. Climate
1: change. I don't is wanna, not no cool. magical moments from childhood from uh, Ed's past.
2: Darn right. Damn. It's not cool. Don't give us any snow. Where's the damn sun?
1: I was hiking last week and it was snowing, and then it just makes your jacket damp
2: because it melts fun. right away.
1: It wasn't great, but you know resiliency.
2: There's no benefits to snow. If you want to look at snow, Google pictures of
1: it. Snow is very important. Oh. Without snow, we don't have water, especially we don't around need here. The
2: snow here.
1: Yeah. Yes, we do.
2: Snow in Colorado. The Colorado River has other ideas. The snow in Colorado, and it'll come down the river to us. That's where we need the snow. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you just have to collect that that snow and then you boil it down to make sure you get all the bacteria and stuff out of it in case you get stuck in the wilderness. Oh my God. You guys Is this what watch they teach bear you gorillas. In
2: third grade in Minnesota? Yes,
1: yes, we did go to LEC and learn how to uh, survive in the wilderness just in case because those situations actually do arise in the Great North.
2: Yeah, just drink water here. <laughs> just come out to drink water here? Well, a sunscreen, <laughs> too.
1: Or I suppose you put mud on, right? That's probably the most natural sunscreen. There's no
2: mud here. No,
1: well, no. Not, especially no. if it's not snowing. Yeah, well, no. No hot leftover right. water to make mud.
0: Barely have dirt.
1: No, that's true. It's just dust. <laughs> exactly. So bizarre moving down here and seeing how construction crews have to water down the ground as they go. They have just the dedicated water right. trucks. I've, I've never seen that in my life, but they got to do it. Otherwise, it just kicks it up. Yeah. I don't want that.
2: Yeah, there shouldn't be society in this place. <laughs> oh, you know
1: I'm so okay. Anti-society you just want in it just 110 degrees. Yeah,
2: but it's like <laughs> humans should not be living here. Like, there's no reason That's for true. us to live here. That's it's a true. terrible climate. Don't
1: worry, in. In the next 30 years we won't be.
2: That's true.
0: The first bite.
1: Are the readers going to rebuild? The process. It's the process. Trust it. Here we go.
0: Trust the process. This is it, man. Dave Ziegler, trust it. It's not win now not get Devontae Adams and Chandler Jones and have Derek Carr have a great year. It's the process. He has
2: said some fascinating things this offseason. Um, he gave, he when he talked to The Athletic, he gave the quotes about, you know, how valuable a rookie contract is and not being one or two high free uh, high high-priced free agents away, away from, from competing. Anything. He was on the Bussin' with the Boys podcast, mm-hmm. and this is maybe the most interesting thing he said. We're in charge of filling the most important position on the team. There's some pressure that comes along with that. And however we fill it, it doesn't mean we're going to have an immediate answer this year. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we have to have an answer in some form or fashion. There's pressure that comes along with it. There's also part of the excitement, too. What did you take away from it? Doesn't mean we're going to have an immediate answer this year. Not Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Not the guy from the darkness. <laughs> Um,
3: born I think
0: they're going to draft somebody, and I think they're going to have whether. And you said you know in the past play a first rounder. I don't I don't know if that's the way they're thinking, but I think they're going to have a bridge. I I more and more I don't know why, but more and more I'm thinking the Stidman might be coming back. Jarrett Stidham, yeah, They saw I really, a lot. Really they're think.
1: enthused.
0: Yeah, I think I think
2: Jarrett Stidham might be coming back. To tell you the truth, so when you say you think they're going to draft someone,
0: but I don't know if it's going to be in the first round.
2: Okay, because. Even if you reach on a guy, like if they took Anthony Richardson at seven. Right. That is your answer at the quarterback position. It might not be a good one. If you one, take him that if, high. But if you draft a guy right. at seven, like He should be your guy. You're planning really? on that guy to be your you, two. You say quarterback.
1: automatically start him?
2: Oh, picks percent seven This is where overall. you guys and I get it. Seven pick and overall. So God, that so you what you're saying, and, and I don't disagree that this might be what he means, bring back Jarrett Stidham and draft Hendon Hooker, Max Duggan in a middle round. In a middle round. And that be your one-year answer? I mm-hmm. guess I guess my question is, if that's what you do, what's the plan? Develop. And how long do you give a second or a third or a fourth-round pick to develop?
1: His rookie deal.
2: You're going to give a third-round pick, like, four years to figure out? Well, I it mean, out? it
1: doesn't mean you don't do anything else to bolster the position. Like, you're always looking to bolster every single position.
2: I am fascinated I mean, what it would mean because you would have said if they brought back Stidham and let's just say it's Max Duggan, right? A, I assume you're going to have a quarterback battle between those two, like a legitimate, A, well, hey, who's the you'd, best one? If you one. bring Duggan
0: in, you at least see if he can beat right. Stidham out.
2: And then whichever one starts, like what happens if they're just kind of okay? Like obviously if they're really good. You found your quarterback. And obviously, if they're really bad... You haven't. You haven't. But what happens if they're just kind of okay? How long do you stick with kind of okay when, you know, there's not going to be a lot of upside to Stidham or Max Duggan becoming really great in the future. Well, I
0: mean, if you figure out Duggan in one year isn't a guy, you might have to go get someone next year.
1: What, what? Why do we have to have the answer after one year? If this is a rebuild, if this is an investment... Well,
0: see, and that's the other uh, question. How long
2: do they have? To yeah, rebuild? how long do
0: they have to do this like the, before Mark Davis says, wait a minute, this be, wasn't how it was supposed to
2: go. Because I would say this. If if I was in charge of the Raiders, they should go into complete rebuild this offseason. Agreed. They're not anywhere close right. to winning the Super Bowl. Right. They should be trading Devontae Adams. I keep Crosby because he's young. But like they should be moving the win-now assets to be good in 2025. But
0: they won't do that. If Josh
2: McDaniels and Dave Ziegler... Don't go to the playoffs next year, and let's say they both stick around and don't go to the playoffs again in year three, they're fired. Like they're not coming back if you go three straight years without a postseason. So, like overall rebuild, I think that's what they should do. But the people, the guys that have to do it, I don't think they have the job. I don't think they're going to do it. What's
1: more damning: waiting for a product to develop that that is anticipated earlier than it's arrived, or constantly changing your answer?
2: Is Mark Davis constantly changing his answer?
1: I don't know. I haven't had
0: a conversation. It well, is
2: after three years if they don't make the playoffs. But
1: I just I think it's foolish for us to assume that if there's not this marked success from Stidham or whoever our new quarterback's going to be, that well we should just it's a complete failure and then we should just try again like you have to give somebody some run here and that's why this is this this pick whoever whatever direction they choose to go is the defining thing for for their tenure if they are r- really wrong they're going to get fired but if you're only halfway wrong i think they have them stick around because you you can just say well they've only had one year to develop or compete
2: can this team go to the playoffs if if they have a quarterback that's just okay no
1: but are they going to go to the playoffs no. even if the quarterback no. is okay in this division? Like, this is a this is a yeah. tough division.
2: Well, if they, I mean, let's say they draft Anthony Richardson at seven and the guy's a superstar. They're I, going to the playoffs.
1: I sit him the first year. Yeah, you can't sit him behind Stidham. No. We got the t shirts made up already, Ed.
2: <laughs> Nobody's buying a sit him behind him. 4imprint.com.
1: Let's they go.
0: Kinda, they kind of, uh, I know it was two starts, but they've known him before. I think they know what they have in Jared Stidham. And if they don't know what they have in Jarrett Stidham, I think that's a mistake by now.
2: Well, the other problem, they don't actually have Jarrett Stidham.
0: Well, not yet. He's not no. contract. <laughs> no, he's not in the a new contract. I think they're bringing back Jarrett Stidham.
2: It, I, I really I do. assume they are, too.
1: Some continuity in the quarterback room, even if he's not starting.
2: I'm just, I'm fascinated every time Dave Ziegler talks to somebody because he gives a weird quote and you're like, well, hold on, what the hell but does that But
0: don't you translate that quote that Rodgers would not be in their plans if... Again, you're right because Dave Ziegler says a lot of things. Right. Um, so, I mean, if that's the truth right there, that one quote that you read off, I just don't think well, Aaron Rodgers is in, is in uh
2: play here. There's two quotes he's given that say no to Aaron Rodgers. It's this one, and it's also the one where he said we're not a couple of high price guys away. We're not a couple of high price
0: guys away. Exactly. And
2: Aaron Rodgers granted if you traded for him his cap hit's not that high, but No, but he's a high price. You got to pay him, you got to yeah. pay first round picks to get him and you got to pay right him, actually, like fifty-nine million yeah. in cash or something like that. But both of those indicate Dave Sickler is not interested in Aaron Rodgers. And when you draft at seven, you can conceivably get a quarterback there. So maybe that's what they're interested in. Or this is—and this is the weird quote to me—is not having an immediate answer, which sounds like you're going with Stidham in a late round pick, or, going, or yes, or you're just going with Stidham, or you're just saying we're yeah. going to go with Stidham and draft have someone, every other have position, someone back and, him up. Maybe Stidham's good, and we go to the playoffs that way. Or, hey, we built up the rest of the roster pretty well. Stidham wasn't good, and we'll draft the quarterback next year yeah. or something. I he just says he said a lot of quotes that are interesting. And maybe
1: he's just kicking up dust in the desert.
2: Maybe he's not, not, not much. kicking That's up much. We're,
1: we're coming no, up to draft time. There's no. They talk out of both up. sides of their mouth on yeah. purpose.
2: How many how many GMs have ever said we we have to fill the quarterback position, but we might not have an immediate answer this year?
0: not many because that goes out and just insinuates you don't know what the heck you're doing
2: and well, it's also something that you say or maybe I should say act on if you have the job security
0: right, like if, right. You, if, if you if you know, know you, if you know you have several years to rebuild right. and the well, own wasn't a
1: five-year contract that. that they signed when they started yeah
2: it yeah, doesn't They'll fire him.
1: I'm no, just saying, I mean, that's technically the security blanket <laughs> you're, you're asking those, if he has. That technically, the, that's what he's getting paid through, whatever that year is. Yeah,
0: making all that money off the world champion aces. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Somebody's got to succeed in this yeah, town, exactly. Ed.
2: <laughs> all right, coming up next here on ESPN Las Vegas, the Golden Knights pulled off a comeback win over the Calgary Flames. Live from the Finley Toyota ESPN Las Vegas studios.
3: And he goes behind the deck. Eichel already with a goal today. He'll skate intentionally to the neutral zone, all the way back to his own blue line. Now he turns up, ice, Calgary changing, three on two across the line. In the middle, Marceso, he hits the crossbar, it's in the goal! Jonathan Marceso, in overtime, Vegas, four, Calgary, three.
2: This is the Press Box. (laughs) Ed, be excited. there's a big win. <laughs>
1: He's so unimpressed.
2: <laughs> I'm impressed. They were getting destroyed in the first period of that game. I thought we were coming on here being like, is Calgary five, the best five, team in the they Calgary? They were
1: fine the first 10 minutes, and they took three penalties, and it derailed. Yeah,
2: don't do that. They only had like two shots in the first 10 minutes. It I wasn't know. fine. Uh, but they won. They beat Calgary, which, by the way, who is the moron for the Flames that went for a change in overtime? 42 while, seconds in. While Jack Eichel is skating across yeah. your blue line. 42 Ill-advised. seconds in. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and that's the shift that the Golden Knights scored on as the Calgary Flames decided to take a change and hand off a nice uh, three on two. The o- And that's the only reason the Golden Knights scored, because Marshall hit the post and there was... Nobody to account for Alex Petrangelo, who just got to skate in and say, oh, there's the puck. There's the but rebound. The That's a, the he's
1: net. living his best life in the 3v3 overtime. He's like, oh, I can jump up in the play with absolutely no consequences. <laughs> yes! Yes! I am unleashed!
2: Well, so, okay. Petrangelo scores the winner. Granted, it's in three-on-three three overtime. But Zach Whitecloud scores a goal. Yeah. A great goal. Yeah. Within one. Will carry. Eh? And he had one. Zach Whitecloud actually skated to the front of the net in a you know, semi-transition situation, which is... Not really something the Golden Knights defensemen do, and we've talked throughout the season about how little scoring they're getting from, from the defensemen. defensemen, which is by right.
1: design, right?
2: Cassidy doesn't have his defensemen; uh, help. they don't even like shoot from the point, basically. Right. So, oh, Petra
1: was was taking some shots last night; they were just missing a lot.
2: <laughs> so you have Petrangelo scoring his eighth last year or last night, and Zach Whitecloud—that was only his second goal of the season—and. I wonder if they do. Do you think they need scoring from defensemen to go far in the playoffs? And not a ton, but do they need more than like. Does Zach Whitecloud need to be more than two goals in an entire season? I know the season's not over. Well, he, that's of
1: kind of what his his career has been, though. You know, if if he gets ten goals, you're like, what the hell's going on out there? How many Wheaties did you eat before uh, every day this this season? But you know, he's good for five or six. And the moments that he does score, he's always stepping up in the slot and he goes high. And it was really interesting because the way that that play transpired for Whitecloud and that and the manner in which that goal was scored was also the same way that Calgary scored. Early on in the game, where Nazem Kadri pulled up in the high zone and then dished that puck down to that streaking guy down the flank, which in the Golden Knights iteration was Zach Whitecloud. And and would you like more scoring from your defenseman? Sure, but only if your forwards aren't doing it. Like I was saying earlier this week, you need a diversification. You need to make sure that different guys are stepping up each night so you don't get into those massive slumps that guys like Chandler Stevenson like Jack Eichel have experienced so far this year because it just it, it's an anchor to the overall team. But Jack was the best player on the ice last night and close second place for me was William Carlson. He was on fire last night.
0: And he has he it doesn't seem like he's been since the break. Carly? Yeah.
1: Uh, I I Carlson. think yeah I think he he's a guy that when I notice him usually it's not because of good play and and that's fine too you know if you're if you're a stay at home defenseman you're not supposed to be noticed but when you're when you're a centerman like he is playing as big of a role as he's supposed to on this team and what he was putting up production wise early on in the year. Yeah. He, he's hit a little bit of a lull, but he made a couple of unbelievable defensive plays in the first period. That I was like, there's going to be good things coming from this guy. And he was just skating with a, a different level of tenacity and intention. And that was something that was fleeting for the Golden Knights as a team effort last night, where it just seemed like they were skating and not doing a whole lot.
2: All right. I got a hot take for you. Um, the Calgary flames are fifth best team in the Pacific this year. <laughs> They right now would not be in the playoffs. They're a point behind Colorado for the last wild card spot. Mm-hmm. They're the second best team in the Pacific division. Hot take or.
1: I mean, potential to be sure statement. I, I, there are more so than more teams playing better than they are. They, they have a tough time keeping the puck out of their own net. They have a tough time, um, bringing consistent efforts each night and it just hasn't clicked for them. And and to assume with the amount of turnover that they went through in the offseason, let's remember, like Johnny Gaudreau left, Matthew Tkachuk left. They don't have that great of a defensive core to start with. Mackenzie Weger helps a lot with that, but not enough to m- make them have this unsurmountable success in their first season. I think you're just having an adjustment year with a lot of new faces in that locker room. And maybe they get things figured out where they get a wild card and they can be scary but i'm not seeing their goaltending this year that would allow them to find success in the postseason should they find themselves there
2: they're better than seattle they're better than why LA. do you think they're better than seattle nobody believes in seattle uh
1: why why wouldn't you they they score a lot of goals on a, on any given night and that's not exactly a unique trait in this division nobody
0: the golden knights really make the playoffs in. who do you want in the first round because I've always said Seattle. out of our
1: out of our division I yeah, mean you, yeah you, you, you I would Seattle. I would go Seattle because it's the least amount of playoff experience but they're playing better from the back end than a lot of the teams that are ahead of them or at least in the same conversation with them granted it's a different mental shift from regular season to playoffs we all know that but sometimes there's something about not knowing what to be scared of when when you get there I mean that's what the Golden Knights did their first season
2: Colorado are going to be any good if they're healthy? Because right now, if the playoffs started today, the Golden Knights would be hosting the Colorado Avalanche in the first round.
0: They yeah. the, la- they the uh, last wild card right yeah. now.
2: Yeah,
1: scary thought. That's
0: a scary thought. Far more <laughs> scary far than Seattle.
1: Uh, they need to be very careful with how they manage Kale McCarr right now because he suffered two concussions yeah. this month. You don't want to be rushing these guys back. And there's a lot of talk. Well, they're the spotters. They take them off the ice and they, they did their job. And, and that can be true. But the, but in sports, the next conversation we have about concussions, you know, when we're not talking about the two tug of Iloa situations is what if the symptoms don't show up right away? Cause I've had concussions where they don't show up until hours after the fact, or the next morning we're like, Oh, it doesn't really feel like I'm on the same plane of existence right now. And, and, he went back, he gets popped again. And so they're going to slow roll him back. Langusgog is just starting to skate. So we don't know if he's going to be back at, at full strength. I would bet on it, just knowing what he is capable of and what he's done in the past. But I still have a lot of questions about Alexander Gorgiev and, and their net minding situation. And so I, I'm not sure. I, I, I think it's really hard for any team, even if they're defending Stanley cup champions with the amount of talent that they have to go all year and then just snap their fingers, gel right away. And, be able to beat any team that's been together all year want,
0: I still don't know if you want to face them though no right there's place, no Seattle. easy
1: opponent this, yeah, is,
0: no,
2: this, Seattle. Is Seattle. The, this is this is the Stanley Seattle. Cup
1: playoff no Seattle. I mean it, you're, you're still gonna have to beat them four times
2: yeah they'll, Seattle. they'll do it in five games and it's
1: not like we have great uh record of, of home ice advantage right now if we're able to retain that
2: that'll nah, be taken care of don't worry about okay. it Did you say they yeah. won last night
1: it's fine at home
2: against Calgary second best team in the Pacific
1: yep <laughs> That wasn't a game that was going their way. But the third period, though, the last couple, I mean, between that and Tampa Bay—
2: yeah. Chicago. Well, you,
1: you can't but take every yeah, single piece of data every into the set. One of them. Yep. No. Well, according to you, absolutely. Win but every
2: game or you're a failure. You shut
1: things down. <laughs> you, you become a, a defensive stronghouse and, and you limit shots. And you could tell that Calgary was trying to turn their tide in the third because they started hitting a lot more and trying to slow the Golden Knights down because the Golden Knights were speeding up. And granted, Calgary was on a back-to-back from Arizona the night before, but VGK hasn't Always performed to that point where they're able to take advantage of those teams that have tired legs. They did last night.
0: Hey, they scored a power play goal.
1: Yeah, it's allowed. It is indeed able, allowed. We've checked. To do that. Yes, you're able to do that. <laughs> yes, it's good to see.
2: Lindsay, you missed Ed's concussion story from yesterday. <laughs> oh,
1: you had you had a, a little one, bit of a scramble back. Yeah. Okay, what happened?
2: Took an elbow to the temple in a
0: pickup basketball game, and later that night we all went out to dinner. We were on the road covering a football game. Yeah, and uh, ordered the pork chops. Uh, took one look at them, and I was in the bathroom.
1: Really? Uh, Nausea?
0: Half hour Nasha. later, I was in the uh, hospital. Huh. Yeah.
1: And, and th- that's when the, the symptoms scan. hit you?
0: Yeah, the scan. And then he's like, you have a concussion? Go back to your hotel. Don't sleep.
1: Yeah. No, no, now, don't take now, any pills.
0: degenerate said yesterday <laughs> that's a myth. Because he's had, <laughs> I don't know how many
2: Danny's had. Danny, his story's yesterday. We don't even know how Danny's alive. But regardless What was he of that, doing, he right? Did do a a, he wall? fell off a cliff. Well, yes, he did do that on a sled. Yes. Um, he fell off a cliff and hit his head on a rock. Fishing. And he said like 20 feet up was how yeah. high this cliff was. And he was. says
1: the not sleeping part is a myth. He
2: says that's a myth, well, even though I had my buddy What you're supposed to door. do is
1: sleep and then have somebody check on yes. you every two hours that's or so. That's what my
0: buddy did, and I and so, gave him credit for continuing to do it. But that's a, a
1: massive inconvenience to a lot of people. Not everybody has so, someone to check on them yeah. every two hours. And yeah. so... Um, yeah, concussions are, are very tricky because no two are the same. One could be a, a massive physical contact point and nothing happens, and then you can barely get popped, and all of a sudden you can't even walk straight. Like right. it's it's bizarre. I've had those where I was fine. I would finish practice, and then two three hours later, I was at the coffee shop, shop sobbing at something for no reason because my emotions at just. Your muffin? I, huh? My sobbing
0: mu- on your muffin? Yeah. <laughs> just you know at the coffee shop I don't know what <laughs> no i was
1: getting moose tracks ice cream and oh, uh, cheese tracks. pizza oh it's my god time. oh the, moose best. the best the best I, that's another thing that goes in the category along with gushers of things i can't keep in my house because they'll got, be gone as soon as they, they arrive sell moose tracks locally yeah oh yeah they got multiple options but there's really? no camps down here so i can't support my, my peeps back home i try to avoid it but yeah i love moose tracks what ice the hell cream. is a moose track what
0: an ice cream it's, it's it's very good so there's like it. this there's good.
1: fudge swirls in it which i'm a huge fan of and then you have peanut butter cups and it's vanilla ice it's cream. it's very good it's very good like next a cone you get what well, you could cones have you can do a bowl, bowl you, yeah. with your bare hand out of the whole thing you can do whatever you want tell you got free will <laughs> don't you oh my god and you get like a big old chunk of that fudge ed oh it's
2: wonderful ice cream. it's, it's wonderful
1: so good i might have to buy some today it's friday
2: coming up next Danny Webster
3: joins the show. This is Phil Kessel. But Stevenson busts through, gets the puck, center to shot, kick save. Rebound, Newton, Lucent, now a Martinez shot, rattles around, they score. William Carrier, he has tied the game.
0: Scramble in the crease. William Carrier puts it home and just
3: feet away. The Knights, down two goals earlier this period, have tied it 3 3, 7.24 to go.
2: This is the Press Box. Joining us now from the Las Vegas Sun is Danny Webster. All right, Danny. Uh, there are five Pacific Division teams that have playoff hopes. Which one should the Golden Knights want to play if they play
3: one in the first round of the playoffs? Uh, good morning, guys. I think <laughs> in the first round, you say the first round, right? Was... Yeah. So
2: if one of them falls to a wild card or gets a wild card, which one would you want to play the most?
3: I think... Given the five, so it would be, what, Vegas, L.A., Seattle, Edmonton, Calgary. I'd probably rather play Calgary. Oh. Oh, okay. like, just because Seattle, you never know what you're going to get. Offensively, they're, they're an up-and-down team right now, but they seem dangerous come playoff time. L.A., they're going to play that neutral zone trap, and it's going to bug the Golden Knights. And then Edmonton is... Edmonton and they can go off for six goals every night. So I'd probably go with Calgary right now. If you had to make me pick one,
2: would you, where would you put uh, the avalanche in that list? Considering that they would currently be the matchup. The Golden Knights would play if the playoffs started today.
3: Uh, I would probably not want to face them. If they're going to get healthy, I, I don't think anybody would want to play Colorado. If they're going to start getting healthy at the right time. And if they're going to start playing the way that they have, and if they remain healthy, no one's going to want to play them, and I do not envy the thought of a potential Vegas-Colorado first-round matchup if it, if that does come to fruition. Which we're, is we're getting scary. it, Danny. We're getting it. It's going to happen. Oh, oh it's going to happen. I, I firmly believe it. If they fall a little bit more, but the fact that they're get up, what, now to third in the Central, I think that they're probably going to start challenging Winnipeg and Dallas, but it, it probably will happen. I'm Express
0: surprised. We talked about this earlier, Danny. Is it important that the defensemen start scoring more?
3: I think so. I think right now when you're trying to find your identity and you're trying to figure out what guys on the forward core can get you the scoring night after night, I think it is important that you do have some somebody like a Zach Whitecloud chipping in, like a Shea Theodore chipping in, because no, no disrespect to the Chandler-Stevenson line, which is now the best line in hockey right now, but it, you can't have them being your driving force at five-on-five five every night. So the fact that they're getting guys that can produce at a uh, good rate, and they got a good goal from White Cow last night. I think the defenseman getting into the act is probably a good thing for you going forward, yeah.
2: You don't think Will Carrier, Chandler Stevenson, and Phil Kessel can be the best line on a Stanley Cup-winning team?
3: Well, well, I mean, I just said they're the best line in (laughs) hockey right now. I just don't know if you can rely on them fully uh, to get you where you want to go. I think right now when you go to a... When you go to a playoff series, I think definitely that line—the way that they've been generating chances, getting speed along the edge—and even if you look at the goal last night, Stevenson wins the battle with the speed, kicks it to Martinez, and they win the—they win the scramble in front and score. That line has been so good ever since it's been put together, and definitely playing like a second-line caliber. Uh, group with the way that they've been scoring. But I, I will never discount them if they get to a if they get to a Stanley Cup final and they need a big goal and I'm trusting, you know, Rocket Richard winner, William Carrier. But that group has been very, very, very good.
2: No, no, you're gonna be deciding in middle June in the middle of June, should you be voting Carrier or Kessel for Con Smythe?
3: Oh, I'm absolutely taking... You know what? The way that Kessel's been playing right now, the, the back-checking that he's been doing on that line, I might have to give it to him by default. I mean, that, that he's he's been just as impressive on that line as the other two. It's, it's been insane.
0: Is the power play back?
3: Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think we're at the moment, no. Uh, but they did get the right idea last night. When Jack Eichel gets the puck at the left wall, he should shoot it, and most of the time he's going to score now. I don't know if he's going to get Michael Amadio to screen for him every time, but that's what you got to do with that first power play and get the puck to Jack Eichel, let him rip, let him rip it and see what he can do. I mean, he shouldn't be passing. I think with that unit, he's got to be the one shooting. And last night it worked. And now they are a good one for or two for 33 since January 14th. So, my, my guess would be it's only up from here but I don't think it's fixed yet give me like two more games and we'll see how it go from there
2: do you think uh, Steve spot has an alert on his phone to let him know every time the golden Knights <laughs> fail to score on a power play
3: <laughs> I think I made the joke to Jesse yesterday I, I said something along the lines of when I when when the pucks cleared in the back in the end I was like well I guess that the, the curse of Steve spot continues because Probably when, before he left, he probably put some kind of hex on there for the power play <laughs> to continue at some point in January. So, yeah, he I, 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 probably gets a text every time that says, oh, boy, here we go again.
2: <laughs> Which third period was more impressive, uh, holding Tampa Bay to five shots when Tampa was chasing the game or last night's comeback against Calgary?
3: Ooh, that's a good one. I think ultimately when you look at the body of work holding Tampa to – virtually nothing in third period was very impressive I, I can understand if you look at from last night the way that they came back but i think that was starting to generate in the second period and you thought eventually that they were going to break through to be able to hold tampa to basically nothing i think was the most impressive thing just just the fact that they shut him down in the neutral zone They didn't allow anything in the defensive zone i think that one was definitely more impressive.
0: All right, there's no chance they don't do something at the deadline, right? And how big do you think they go?
3: Well, I my mailbag came out today, and I'm afraid something's going to happen within the next two hours that makes it mute. But uh, I definitely do think that they're going to try and swing big. Uh, I, I, it, it's the trade deadline. It's not a surprise that they're going to try. But the fact that they're – I would say that the best – case scenario for me i don't think they're going to be in on meyer i I don't think that's possible i think that if san jose tries to make a deal with vegas the asking price is going to be astronomical so if they're going to swing big the only logical target i can see is patrick kane and right now it looks like it's new york or bust with that so i think they're going to try their hardest all the way up until noon on Friday and I think we're going to have I think they're going to try and make some sort of big move because it would be very uncharacteristic if they didn't but I do think they're going to try their best to make to a swing big here
2: if the options are Patrick Kane with uh, you know costing $10 million against the cap or two to three other players that cost you know two or three million each which one do you think helps the team more
3: I think just getting more depth helps the team more I, I think the going after Kane solves one immediate need that you have a for sure top line guy you can put on the right side to replace Mark stone but then if you get if someone gets injured then you're playing the whole game of trying to figure out who you can call up for that particular roster spot and it's just a whole conundrum I think if you go and get a couple of pieces that you can for sure look at maybe fitting on the fourth line or maybe someone who can be a good stopgap to potentially play on a top line with Eichel and Cotter and you can move Marcia so back down, I think that might be something worth exploring. But it's hard because right now the depth market seems to be a little bit more barren as, it, as compared to what you would see for the top guys. And I wonder, if you're looking for a depth guy, I wonder if Nashville is a team that they might look to um, just because it looks like that they're in complete selling mode if they're not going to make the playoffs. So I wonder if Nashville's a group that they look at. But it, it's I'm, I'm interested to see what they do as far as if they do go the depth route, who they go after, maybe an Ivan Barbashev. I'm not really entirely sure.
2: What's the uh, percent chance you think they would trade for a goalie?
3: Uh, I would probably go... I'd probably say low teams at this point. I, I think just the way that Laurent Francois has come in and played very well. Obviously, Calgary and Chicago are not the you know, the most ideal situations as far as competitive balance, but the fact that he's come in and played well is is a good sign. Um, and I, I think ultimately they're a trade a goalie. I think it depends on the health of Logan Thompson, but my guess would be sometime after the deadline, maybe a week or so after the deadline, he might be back. Um, I, I don't think that there is a goalie on the market that you could make a reasonably fair offer to. And even if you were to go to Columbus for, you know, Eunice Corposalo, that's probably going to cost you an arm and a leg with how well he's played over the last couple of months. So. I don't think that the immediate need for a goalie is there because the price might not fit where Vegas is going.
2: All right, it'll be a goalie. Uh, he is Danny <laughs> Webster from the Las Vegas Sun. Danny, we appreciate it. Thanks, Danny.
3: Thanks, guys. Appreciate See it. it.
2: Yeah. Uh, I doubt they trade for a goalie just because right. they have so many. They're but not going to. The part that I find interesting is how often Bruce Cassidy says something to the effect of we don't need our goalie to win the game. Right.
1: Right. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a pressure mover you take it take the pressure off the goalies, where you don't have to be great because it's easy for us to get a little bit mentally wrapped up into the moment of being like all right I got to be perfect all right I got to do this I got to do that especially LB like just coming back up and and getting his feet wet back at this level you just want to simplify things as much as possible so I think that's what Cassidy knows how to pull the strings he's a puppeteer
2: my main question though is aren't they going to have to have a goalie win them a couple of games to win the Stanley Cup yeah
1: LB just won us a couple games did he not he did? I just won one.
2: He did? Yeah.
1: He just won last night, did he not?
2: I mean, he got the win as a goalie.
1: Okay. So that's that's how that works, Tyler. <laughs> Even your stats will explain that to you. If you're stand in there for the game and the and the result reflects your performance, that is your win.
2: Right. But he didn't steal the game for the Golden Knights.
1: You don't need goalies to steal the game. They'll every probably night. need
2: that. Not every well, night, but he, they'll need it in the Any postseason. goalie
1: at this level is capable of stealing a game for you.
2: Right. But you need the one you need one that's more likely to do it than your opponent.
1: Okay. There's never gonna be any pleasing you. Any goalie is capable of that. It doesn't matter right, who but, you, it doesn't matter who you're facing on the other side.
0: But yeah, but when you get in the postseason. Someone has to do that, don't they? Have to do right. that a couple times.
1: Yeah, but it <laughs> it is not the goalie's job to ma- to to have the reflection of how many goals are scored on the opposition. It, you only worry about your job. That's why right. it's no pressure. You just right. do your job, do what needs to be done, and we'll be in a good position. The rest of it is our problem to deal with. Right. So if it's a night where they only fail. score two. Yeah.
0: Don't you need him but you're to saying if we head? have a,
1: if we have a lesser goal we have a lesser goalie on paper going into a game than our opposition that we that at, at at any point we have to have the upper hand in that position. That's what you're saying for us to have a chance.
2: Not to have a chance. Well, but that, that, your best chance to win the Stanley Cup is to have. Well, if the you better if goalies. if somebody
1: is available, if that is your bet, if if your best chance to win is available, you play them. That's what it is. Right. But why, why would you spend money on a position that you're literally five deep on?
2: Well, are they five, Are they good five deep on? I,
1: they're the first in their division, are they not? Right, they are. So I think that they're doing a pretty good job.
2: They are, but okay. they got to win the Stanley Cup. One like, step at a time, objective. Jordan
1: Sparks. Let's just get through this. Yeah. You can win a Stanley Cup with these goalies on roster. People can get hot.
2: Right, but are any of these guys more likely to get hot than better goalies in the league? I yeah. don't know if anyone's actually available, but their goaltending is not a strength. The coach can't come in and yeah, it's say... Not
1: a, it's not a minus either.
2: Okay, and they maybe can win with that, and the key word is maybe, right?
1: Everybody has a maybe. The Colorado Avalanche have a maybe. Everybody's got a maybe.
2: Right, but if you had a better goalie, you'd have a better chance to win the Stanley Cup.
1: Not everything can be solved from outside talent, Tyler. Right. Every deficiency is not a reason to seek outside talent. But if
0: you're playing Colorado and you have a night where you only scored two, don't you have to have someone play above his head? Like let's say it's Brisson or, or Aiden Hill or someone, and they're not the best goalie in the game. Doesn't he have to play above his head if you can only get two? If your forwards aren't playing well that night and they only get well, two? well, yeah, that's
1: what you would hope. But you would hope that you're the best. Every player on the ice is the best player on the ice. If that makes sense, like you you would expect them to to bring whatever they have at their top level. Sometimes it's not enough. Now you just have to live with that. Yeah, and, and if it's not enough from his from from the goalies, in, then you hope that a forward or defenseman brings a little bit more tonight, and so we can make up for that fact. It's just a bunch of, of, of pulleys and levers just trying to elevate the same Vader.
2: And when the forwards aren't good, you need the goalie to win the to game yeah, really good.
1: Yeah, 100%. Right.
2: Yep. And they don't have the goalies to win the why game. Do you,
1: why do you think that?
2: Because Cassidy keeps saying that's it. That's
1: not what he's saying. He's saying
2: we can't rely on our goalies that's to not, win the game. That is
1: not what he is saying at all, Tyler. You're taking what he hasn't said and saying that that's what he said. That's not what he, he's saying. That The system in front of him should allow the goalies to be successful at a higher rate. And that's what's happened. We had a we had a right. rookie goaltender who was in the AHL as an all-star. You had a guy who was hurt last year and has been able to completely join stream and be a, a solid solid netminder for them and Aiden Hill who was just a, a guy that would basically fill up water bottles for other crappy teams this league, actually looks like he can he's worth a damn like what else do you want besides an all-star netminder who was hurt all season because of the hips and we traded the other one for those water bottles that Aiden Hill was filling up what else do you want
2: so why should they trade for any position
1: you can make that case I, I said you could make a case that there's there's enough tail in this room you don't have to
2: right but they're going to trade for somebody yeah. Yeah, They're and I say you go get a big money. I do.
1: Yeah, I th- think I think you go get a big money piece. I think you right. go get a Patrick
2: cane. Your argument is why even trade for anybody?
1: No, my argument is not every. Just because something isn't going right now doesn't mean that it needs to be fixed. I'm not saying you don't make any fix, but it doesn't always have to be in the spots that you think.
2: Well, nobody thinks goalie,
1: except for you. Right.
2: That's what well, I'm
1: arguing right. with. So that's
2: you think they should score trade for goalie. I don't think it's a position of strength on this team. Right now, there's not actual goalies that are like. If you read anything about who's available at the deadline, it's not. There's not a bunch of goalies. I'd
1: rather have a guy that's been here all year than a guy that just showed up last week. Even if he's better. Well, it depends if how how much better he's playing. There's nobody on that market that's playing markedly better. Where you're like, yeah, I'm gonna bring in. I'm gonna disrupt the locker room. If you
2: went to Columbus and got Corpus, It's, it's too
1: much. Yeah. It's too much for the position that you, and and you have Leonard coming back next year. You're going to cause way too much work for yeah. yourself.
2: Is he, he going to be any good?
1: I don't know. Well, that's yeah. next year's problem. Yeah. We're just trying to get but
2: through you today, Tyler, you, you brought keep, up Leonard, not me.
1: I know, but I'm just saying like, you can't, it, that's not the position or area where you, you make that big move right now because there's too much tied up in all of these other spots. And there's, I think you're better off bolstering the forward group at less cost and more, um, I don't know, added value. With Kane? Yeah. I think he helps scoring. That's what this team struggles with the most, is scoring
2: goals. Who does Kane knock out of the lineup? Um,
1: well if he's a winger, you probably move Amadio down or out. Phrase was playing center last night. You keep Howden in, you keep Carrier in. I think it's a night to night thing. But yeah, I think probably Amadio would be a the the, the quickest or at least the easiest kind of out and has been the g- odd guy out when you're talking about rotating guys through because Cotter's in this lineup. Cotter's in this lineup. Yeah, he's better than Patrick yeah. Kane.
2: Coming up <laughs> next study ESPN Las Vegas, we'll get into some college football. Mm. was that <laughs> college
1: football is there anything more synonymous with college football than Matthew McConaughey come on
0: you saw Wolf of Wall Street no oh my god oh. this
1: is what we were talking about like last that's, week that's you, beginning you of the you movie should, this is how he gets yeah. in his in his mode yeah
2: you should, uh, you should see that
1: it's such a good movie
2: so wait, what does it have to do with college football?
1: Well, Matthew is a huge Longhorn fan. And I saw Texas in the guy. rundown and that you're talking guy. about te- Texas. I was like, well, I got to find Matthew McConaughey audio He's a big clip. Texas
2: guy. Okay. We went too long last segment, so we don't have nearly enough time to talk about college football here. But, but please but let's talk about the Del Conte quote. This is a tweet from Chip Brown who covers Texas. Texas Longhorn athletic director Chris Del Conte said the Texas foot the Texas football will not have alternate uniforms. Quote. If God wanted multicolored sunsets, He'd have made them purple and green, but He didn't. They're burnt orange. It's not old. It's not stuffy. It's Texas. It's the best. <laughs> Incredible. I've only seen one kind Incredible of sunset, quote. man. I've never yeah, seen a green say, sunset, some, purple. Some yeah, different colored sunsets. Yes. Than, Is he insane? Has he looked outside at night? I mean, does
0: Austin only have burnt orange sunsets?
1: Just based off the quote, just seems like this is the type of guy that's never left the, 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 the Texas area. statehood. Yeah, correct. Why would I go out there?
2: Like, if you if you want to say, hey, we're Texas, it's all, we're tradition. Yeah, this, is we yeah. this is who we are. This that's is who we are. That's fine. But to be like.
1: Keep your fiddle sticks to yourself. To be like
2: yeah. God made the sunset <laughs> one color yeah. when the sunset is most definitely not one no. color. Like, at no point has the sunset been one. The reason we think sunsets are pretty is because they're colors. Wait till this yes. guy hears that blue isn't real. <laughs> like <laughs> He's going to lose his mind. That's the dumbest reason. That his, his statement basically says Texas has to change. Great statement, though. Yeah, they have to have alternate uniforms because the sunset is different colors. They oh. have to wear their jerseys on Saturdays have to be whatever color the sunset was the day before. Texas forever.